So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Thanks for checking out the Sports Kid Wrestling Podcast. If you want even more from us, get Vince Russo reviewing Monday Night Raw every single Monday night, Dutch Mantel covering AEW Rampage and SmackDown, and the biggest breaking news with you, the fans, talking about it five days a week with Top Story, all on this podcast feed. I brought the idea to Kevin. I said, you pitch it, because I'm not going to push that idea. But Kev... Evan Scott got it done because that 10-week period where they weren't doing it started and stopping it. It was great in the big picture because it, it wasn't hot shotting. Fellas, let's start off with the bro my god moment of the week. We have Harlan, who was pinned to be the next Brock Lesnar to many. Uh the next big thing. That's what Brock Lesnar's uh name used to be back in the day when he signed he was compared to brock lesnar by paul Heyman, uh, and then he was released before making it to the the, the big leagues in the main roster uh dexter loomis sam shaw i know you worked with uh, sam shaw vince and dakota kai they were they were gone to uh, a few other people michael bivens persa parada um your thoughts on harland what you know i know that uh vince i know you don't watch uh, nxt uh, but you do stay uh, stay not- notified throughout the interwebs of these these particular characters. Have you heard anything on the scene uh, as far as Harlan is concerned? Or your, your thoughts on Harlan? For me? Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, bro, I, I, I don't know Harlan, but you know what? Listen, I, I was questioning this for a long time, but I think the WWE just made a statement and they – corrected it bro they've released a lot of people that they invested a lot of money in i mean we're talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars of talent they've they've released that they've invested in and i think that's why they just made that decision that came down the pipeline with like they're going to bring people into nxt and give them 90 days because i think they realized man they, they've lost a lot of money investing in a lot of people that they wound up cutting off the roster, man. Now, do you blame that on the talent or do you blame that on the lack of creatives? I, I, th- I think it's a little bit of both, bro. I mean, I really... A little bit of both, yeah. Yeah, I think every, every circumstance would be different, but I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Paige, thoughts on Harlan? Uh, you know, I thought he had a good look, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, you never – I mean, it's, it's so different today, man. I mean, you don't even have really a chance to get your stuff over. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the guys – when I was down there at Mania, and I went there just to see Bronson's match, you know, because Bronson, mm-hmm. I've, I've known him for a long time. And, uh, 
You know, I, yeah, I, I, I really thought he was going to get a push. I didn't see that push coming that fast because so green, but so good. But if you look at that last pay-per-view they did, and when I went to uh, Scott's Memorial, you know, the whole clique was there, you know, freaking Sean and I, I were talking about the pay-per-view, and he told me that pretty much all those kids were like under a year, some of them six months of mm -hmm. real training. And they were out there, and I saw a, a, a lot of the show later, you know, watch through it. It was a hell of a show. And to think mm -hmm. that they did that number right before about to go do Mania. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't get over right away, and they decide, it looked like you just go like, okay, these guys are working their ass off, and they're showing something, and maybe it's a different world, man. It's a different world. It's click, 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 and, you know, you better jump on, because there was a lot of guys there for a lot of time. Who I was surprised they got rid of was Dakota. Because first of all, mm. I thought she was good looking, had a great look. I thought her work was really good. I was expecting to see her up there, and she never got that mm -hmm. shot. I was surprised. I'll tell you what, if I was if I was Tony Khan, I'd pick her up because mm. they've got some good talent over there, women now. But WWE's women talent is off the chain. You know, uh, mm. those girls, you know, those girls are some, most of them are as good or better than the guys. I mean, there's some mm. great women talent on that top roster. And I thought she would have got an opportunity, but she didn't. But if I was Tony, I'd pick her up. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's just a different world now, bro. Click, click. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, from, from Kai's story from from what's reported uh kai actually wanted her release uh her and uh, malcolm B bibbins um really? uh, oh, okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, it does make sense to me because I mean, she's been in xt for a long time and there's a lot of people who came after her got caught up before her and she's been busting her butt in xt you know she she came from someone who was a relative, you know, enhancement talent, just kind of winning and losing, you know, matches to making a heel turn, uh, you know, winning the tag team titles with Raquel Gonzalez, now Raquel Rodriguez, um, and then kind of reestablishing herself, Wendy Chu, and there, I mean, she, and then winning you know, the titles again and standing deliver with, uh, with Raquel and losing him like the next episode uh, before Raquel gets called up. So there's a lot of, I mean, Raquel gets called up and Dakota still stays. And a lot of people she feuded with, you know, Shanna Baszler she feuded with for a while. She got called up, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people who got called up who was after her. So she's been busting her butt in NXT. And I, I, I agree with, like, I would side with Dakota Kyle. You know, I mean, so for someone who's been busting her butt for so long and, and to still kind of be in a very similar spot that she was for years and not get that call up, I, I get it. I, I, I do advocate, you know, that decision. If she, in fact, did, you know, decide to, you know, be the one who said, yeah, I'm not renewing the contract. So, well, you know, good for, good for her. You know, wrestling is like Rome was. 
if you don't know how to play politics too, and I don't know what her, you know, and, and politics, but I think is more important than politics is relationships. Because mm -hmm. put me where I was, man, and the work ethic that I, how I got there. But it was relationships. If it was not, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, um, you know, Dusty, Jake helping me learn. But when I got there, the relationship I had with Scott and Kev, you know, that was a solid to be. And I'm the one who got to drop those guys. And that was my idea. But Kev, it's funny to Kevin Sullivan, his, his, his podcast, because he did one on me. I wanted to hear it and I called him up and thanked him because he talked straight from the hip, man, on everything. But he had said, Kevin was the one who came up with the idea. I brought the idea to Kevin. I said, you pitch it because I'm not going to push that idea. But Kev, Kevin Scott got it done because that 10 week period where they weren't doing it, started and stopping it. It was great in the big picture because it, it wasn't hot shotting. You know, yep. so many things. That's what I love that's happened with Wardlow and Max. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a three-year angle, you know, and uh, dude, and they're pushing, man, I don't know if you saw him. I loved having Kaz out there, and uh, people could see, I mean, he looks great. You know, yep. I, I would have brought him in completely different, but I think he I agree. Job. He got his presence. The people got with it, and uh, the, but the, the, the push is the ward love. And mm -hmm. if you remember anything, it used to be boring if matches weren't going right. Then it became Goldberg. Because this match is lame. Get Goldberg out here. And, and now it's Wardlow. Like, mm -hmm. that's you can't make people do that. No. Yeah. I think it's getting over. Yeah, I think, personally, I think I got a lot to think about AEW. There's things I'd like to see and I don't like. One of the things I do like, I think probably my favorite thing of AEW right now is the Warlow Angle. Uh, just because I, I, I'm old school. I'm, I'm an old school wrestling fan. I like stories. I like, like, I, I want something that I can sink my teeth in. I want something that's not hot shotted. I want something that has layers to it so I can continue to be involved in it. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and this angle has layers to it. And, and, and I, that's what I like about it. There's a new person he's bringing in. And you're basically plowing through to reach to MJF. And I like that because that's making you look stronger and then getting the heat, you know, from the biggest heel in all of professional wrestling. So I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm a fan of it. I think it's I think it's working for him. For the kid hangman, got a hell of a promo. You got a hell of a promo. Kind of uh, healed it up a little bit. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> like the, yeah. you know, he wasn't known for being a talker, you know, but he's learning mm -hmm. and he did a hell of a job. Uh, I was, I was, <laughs> he, you know, I, I love that his last name is Paige because he, he, he looks like he could be my legitimate son. <laughs> much more handsome, though. <laughs> he's, your, he, he's your nephew, Dally. He's your nephew. <laughs> yeah. Teacher, shoot him a shoot him a cutter. Give me your bless give me your blessings to shoot a cutter and let him start doing the uh the cutter. <laughs> yeah, I like the uh 
Larry. Dude, he don't need it. He's got a hell of an arsenal. Yeah, I like I like his gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the uh, the gimmick that he does with the uh, the uh, the lariat. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buckshot. This one's called Buckshot lariat. <clears throat> so, yeah, I like Paige. Cool. Um, let's jump into going down memory lane. We're talking about Kevin Nash. It's funny because we were talking about Kevin Nash. We're about to talk about Kevin Nash. I actually end up watching the. Uh, Hogan, WWE Evil, um, uh, Doc. Yeah, episode. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. And both of y'all were on it. It was pretty cool to see. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was really cool. Kevin Nash was on it, too. And we're going to talk about Kevin Nash. And I was posed this question to ask to the bro panel, the the bronal. should have Kevin Nash ended the streak? As we know, the person who did end the streak was Brock Lesnar. Uh, to this day, I don't agree with it. Undertaker has two losses. The second one is to Roman Reigns. And should Kevin Nash have been the one to end the streak? Or I'm going to throw in another option. Should the streak have been ended, period? Paige, we'll start with you this time. The streak had to be ended. You know, mm-hmm. I... I think he should have taken the diamond cutter. You know, it was the first time. You know? But like, I wasn't wasn't a big fan of the the fraud, even though it came from Scott. I would rather have seen, yeah, I'd rather see Kev beat him. You know, that, mm-hmm. I mean, Kev is the guy who could you know could beat him, and then he could beat Kev, and then Kev could beat him. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I personally think, you know. He needed to get beat clean. That's that's my own thing. And, and Kevin Nash was the guy to do it, you know, all the way around. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin will go down as the great one of the greatest, if not the greatest, big man worker ever, and a ridiculously long, incredible run. And when you think mm-hmm. about where he came from, all the gimmicks, and then by the time he got to Diesel, you know, everything just went boom, and then it just kept yeah. going. Because, you know, yep. that good. And he just, it took him a while to get there, but he needed some, he needed, he needed to be him. And he's mm. a version of him. And I think that he, should, he definitely could have beat Bill in the middle. You know, and it could have been from a, just a, some kind of screw job, but him walking into it, I don't think he needed that. But that is what it is, you know? Yeah, very nice. So, Undertaker, I was talking about streaks, the Undertaker being, uh, you know, having a streak at WrestleMania, and Kevin Nash, on, on that on that topic, Goldberg having that streak of 173-0, and, you know, I was thinking of major streaks in this wrestling business had to go to the Undertaker and Goldberg. Now, with the Undertaker, Brock ended it, Roman Reigns had that second loss with Goldberg. Kevin Nash ended it with the cattle prod with Scott Hall. Pace gave his his uh, chiming in on it. How about you? How about you, Vince? Do you think that Kevin Nash should have ended the Goldberg winning streak of 173 now? Yeah, man. I, I... I don't think Kevin needed it, bro. Like, you know, I mean, Ke- Ke- Kevin Nash is a huge, huge star. And 
I, I mean, to me, bro, I just, I, they could have definitely made somebody, you know, beating Goldberg, you know, and and, and I, I wish they would have had a plan for it to be a somebody, maybe even somebody Goldberg picked, I don't know. But I, I just, I don't think Kevin needed it, man. You know, Kevin's huge. Mm -hmm. Kevin, Kevin went to the WCW huge. Kevin's a big star. How, how does it get him any bigger? You know what I'm saying? I would have saved the opportunity for somebody that it would have really made, you know, you would have made a new guy, new star, holy crap moments. I just don't think Kevin needed it, man. I'm going to throw a name out for you, Vince. You let me know what you think. Booker T. Well, yeah, I, it, it would have had to have been somebody that you wouldn't have believed could have beaten Goldberg. I mean, that mm. would have really gave you the moment that this guy don't have a chance and then the guy beats him. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I think Booker would have been great. I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think Booker T. Booker T actually does have a pinfall victory in WCW against uh, against Goldberg. And Goldberg was a heel, I believe. He uh, go, uh, Booker T had a rock bottom for for a little bit. He had the uh, the bookend, is what he would call it, and uh, he pinned him. I remember that because I was I'm a big always been a Booker big Booker T fan. He's one of my all time top five, and I popped in WCW episode when he beat Goldberg. So I, I think yeah, I mean with with Goldberg, it just. And technically, before I go on into who, about my thoughts on it, technically, Goldberg lost a match before the 173. You know who he lost to? He did. Chad Fortune. Chad Fortune. I interviewed Chad Fortune. Yeah, he did. Yep. Good Good call. Good trivia there, Paige. Yep. Uh, he, he lost to Chad Fortune, and I interviewed Chad Fortune. We talked about it. He lost his match uh, against him, and then the streak happened. So technically... Well, people didn't he wasn't on, once people didn't pick up on the streak till much later you know, true really, who even thinks there's going to be such <clears throat> excuse me who even thinks there's going to be such a thing of the 173 mm -hmm. you know yep. but i remember walking up behind bish and put my hands like on his shoulders and and that time maybe he's 45 and oh and just said don't let anybody up this up bro <laughs> I'm in a strip joint called the Gold Club. Five years before he ever came in, and I and Bish was with me. I'm like, hey, this kid, you got to meet him. And you know that that's where it started. Me and Bill became good buds. We stayed in contact. We you know get together once in a while. Um, and then one day, Sting and Lex brought him in, and. Next thing you know, he was signed up and down the power plant. Nice. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Paige. When, from from a from a backstage standpoint, and from Bischoff and company, when did the streak start catching wind? Because even with Taker streak, like it it wasn't like initially supposed to be like pinned to be a streak, and it started catching wind. Like, wait, what? Wait a minute, he's he's won ten WrestleManias at this point. Let's kind of keep this going. Right. With Goldberg, with Goldberg, when did it catch wind? You know, I I, I wouldn't think it was before like twenty or something. But once gotcha. all the hands went one after another. But when that son bitch walked out there, like he looks like a world champion. 
For sure. He, he acted like a world champion. You mm -hmm. know, he was, you know, he, it's the old thing. He had the look, he had the size, he had the charisma, he had the itch factor. You know, we talked about a few weeks ago. If, if they had given him a little bit longer, he'd have found his voice too. But everything mm -hmm. on him, man. And he delivered. That match he did with Hogan, mm -hmm. you go back and think how long he worked. <laughs> it was a hell of a match. You know, and the match he did with yeah. was a hell of a match. You know, again, he needed to be led in those scenarios, but he delivered, you know. Yeah, I mean, he, it was, he was only in business from a television standpoint a year. You know, he started in 97, and that match with Hogan was, what, July of 98? Right. Yeah, to Georgia, though. So, yeah, he was a year in. So, you know, to have that type of pressure when you just a year in your career. 44,000 people in his Exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. Wow, I was doing my thing with Malone at the time. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. We, were yeah. Doing, we came running out there and make a save, you know? But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I was, and I want to say, that I'm sure Bish had a lot to do with it, but but I want to say that was Terry's idea, you know. I think it was Hogan's mm. idea thought in him, you know. But, yeah, yeah. Hey, it makes sense. I mean, he was the hottest thing, you know, in WCW other than the NWU and the NWO gimmick and the Malone uh, thing going on. And so, yeah, it made sense to give him the strap. So let's uh, land the plane, uh, ladies and gentlemen. And bros with the low bro. So Mick Foley was on the Wu Nation uh, podcast, and he opened up about his altercation with Ric Flair, where Flair uh, punched him. He talked about uh, going to him for a handshake. Flair going to him for a handshake. He didn't uh, uh, shake his hand, but said actually for an autograph. There was been, there was a little bit of heat between Flair and, and Foley, especially. They had a had a, I think it was a SummerSlam. They ended up having a match together, and they were cutting some scathing promos. Especially Flair was cutting some scathing promos against uh, McFoley. Flair even saying Foley is glorified uh, um, stuntman. Just just a lot of things that Flair really was shooting on uh, his his feelings on Foley throughout his career, past twenty plus years. Your, your thoughts on that? We'll start with we'll start with you, uh, Vince. Your, your thoughts on the event, the, the, the Mick Foley, Ric Flair heat uh, between the two, and how much of this did you know about it, or were you told, or or, or given thoughts? Yeah, bro, I gotta tell you, man, I I, I hate wrestling heat. I, I I think wrestling heat is so stupid and so silly, bro. Let me tell you something. I I've known Mick since. 91, I guess, you know, bro, we're both from Long Island, rivaling high schools. You know, I've known Mick for a very long time. Bro, personally, man, Mick, Mick Foley is the kind of guy, like, if you can't get along with Mick, like, you got to kind of look yourself in the mirror. He's, he's such a good, down-to-earth guy, bro, sweetheart of a guy. I, I hate the wrestling heat in the business i swear to god bro i get i get so sickened when i go on youtube and every other clip is so and so shoots on this one and 
30 guys shoot on Diamond Dallas Page, and this one shoots on. I can't stand that wrestling crap, bro. At the end of the day, man, whether you were Flair, whether you were Foley, whether you were Page, whether you were me, bro, you were going to work every day trying to make a living. Like, that that's yeah. what you were trying to do. You're sacrificing a lot. You're sacrificing family. You're missing a lot. You're just trying to make a living. And when, when wrestlers turn it so personal, bro, especially, I mean, my gosh, how long have both of these guys really been out of the business? I, 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 I just think that's so, so, so unfortunate, man. You know, that's just the way mm -hmm. I feel about it. Yeah. Paige, your thoughts? I love both those guys. So, <laughs> and, you know, me and Flair had a roadie. But I love the dude, man. So, you know, and we're, we're just a group of, you know, dysfunctional family. <laughs> that's, that's who we are, you know, all of us. Anybody who's been to the show and even the guys who are just trying to come up, you know, it's just ego plays into certain stuff. But both of those cats are special, special individuals. Yep. yep. I got nothing but love for both of them, so I got nothing. Yeah. No, no, no negativity for really anybody who's ever been in our business. You know, that moment, mm. absolutely. But they were moments, man. You know, like harboring any kind of anger or heat or anything is like swallowing poison and expecting the other person to die. You know, it mm. doesn't help you. It doesn't help mm. you. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it, you know good good call, Pates. It's like uh, it's like one of those things of like, hey, I can beat my brother up any day of the week, but someone else, you know, that tries to come and tries to beat up my brother, no sir, you know, we're not doing you, now. We're allies. <laughs> you can you can see happen many times where that mm -hmm. man has hit the ring, you know, has hit the ring. Right. Someone's taking a fall, and you watch how much that other guy, even if they hate each other at the moment, he's going to help him and save yeah. him. Mm -hmm. I yep. Oh, my God. I, and I don't know how this doesn't happen more, because there's always the next thing of the greatest. What, how, what made him think to do that? And, I, and, I, and I'll just pull, go back to Sammy Guevara's springboard off the top rope, onto the top of the the ladder, and then springing through and catching Cody, you know, with that diamond cutter. There's so much room for error. I watched some poor son of a bitch who was way too heavy to do this. And he wasn't real heavy, but he was probably about 30 or 40 pounds overweight. And he was on the top rope, and he's about to do something, and he just goes, and the guy who's going to try to catch him he like dives at him to try to help him. And you know, I mean, it was just, you know, but wow. like, the kids today are so talented. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, there's so many guys you could name. It wasn't like back in my day where there was like five guys who could do like unbelievable athletic, like today there's, in the independence there's friggin' 2000, you know? Yeah. And there's just so many of them, but God bless them, man. <laughs> but no matter what happens, you know, 
Then Piper got stabbed. There's no way whoever he was fighting was trying to say, yeah, stab him some more. He punched that right. guy out. You know, yep. if he had sure. he punched his ass out. You know, and mm. he kept going back to the locker room. It's a brotherhood, man. Yeah, yep, yep. Absolutely.